Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. Oh shit, yeah, there's no one else here. Uh, this is going to be another break week, I'm afraid, folks. So until Scott starts caring more about his podcast than he does with the fruit of his loins, you're going to have to put up with uh, a rerun. So this, I don't know which show we picked. We haven't actually discussed that yet, but it's going to be probably from about a year ago. So have at it, folks, and uh, all apologies. We'll see you next week. So what are we talking about this week? What's on the follow-up? Well, let's see. Now, as I recall, what happened was uh, Scott and I were talking about being on bargains. Uh, so being on bargain hunt, we talked about uh, the, the fact that we Scott and I both kind of had started picking up all the Batman figures that you get. And you quite, you sat there, you sat there. Not there, but in the other place we were. You sat there and said, "Oh, I'm done. I, I've got these. I've got these. Uh, what do you call it? The, twi- oh, the Batman 1966. The, yeah. No. Yeah. I've got the no, but I've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures from the original, whatever it was, and I am done. And then, and then, then we get a little blast saying, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I've I've done something." <laughs> no, I think no. I think what happened was he sent he sent a text saying. Does anybody want Catwoman? <laughs> I was like, "Well, what do you? Why have have you just seen this out and about? Are you? No, I'm I, I'm driving around all of the B and M bargains. Were you driving around all of them? Oh, this didn't happen in the, this didn't happen in Slack. This happened in text messages. You, I, you didn't uh, see this? Oh, I, didn't I took see the this. week off work. <laughs> Ostensibly to do nothing. But on the Monday morning, I woke up and I found myself driving towards the nearest B&M. <laughs> it's like you blacked out. I blacked out and I woke up and I was in my car and I had a bag full of B&M bargain toys and I didn't know what was going on. And Susie went, Ron, Ron, come back, come back. Because it's too late, Susie. I don't know what I've done. I'll kill again. So many mad hatters. <laughs> so I started in Downpatrick. Downpatrick? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't aware isn't aware of our geography, that's, so did you drive that's a far distance from did where you we drive are. Drive to the furthest B and M and decide to work your way back. I just thought I'd go to the ne- the ne- the nearest far away one and count you down. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might be onto something because I don't think any of them people out in fucking County Down are taking any Batman animated right. figures off the right. shelves. Well, I mean, I'll uh, well, I, I got to the first one <laughs> and then. <laughs> I, 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 I picked up a few there. <laughs> a few. Nope. And then I found myself driving up the inside of Strangford Lock and thought, <laughs> I'll go to Cumber. Cumber doesn't have one, so I went to Newton Ards. Uh, I go, were you just, just heading to places that might have a and m Bangers got two. This is brilliant. There's like six in Belfast. <laughs> and I went to all of them. <laughs> And, and some, I mean, the problem was, in a lot of them, they they, they just uh, they all seem to have the same, yeah, the same figures that no one wanted. Like I said, there was umpteen Mad Hatters. Yeah, I could have had a Mad Hatter at every stop. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I'm probably going to go back and get a Mad Hatter at this point because <laughs> you didn't get one. No, I, I, just, I just, the Mad Hatter is. I, I I think I blame the fact the character design on the Mad Hatter is a bit shit because it's a bit crap looking. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I look don't great. Really, It's not an attractive looking figure. The rest of the figures are all big and chunky. Although, and... although that said, when you open the Mad Hatter up, the 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 quality of the plastic material used on the coat is very satisfying. Okay. So you have a Mad Hatter? 
Of course I do. Oh God, that, I think that, <laughs> that's I thought, the one I that I, I. That's the one I gave my youngest oh, son, yeah, who course, wanted Batman yeah. figures, yeah, 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 and yeah. I was refusing to buy three different Batman so figures. I so we, I gave him the Mad Hatter. What was your haul? Yeah, what'd you get? Dun, dun, I got a Poison Ivy, a oh, Catwoman, nice. a Batgirl. Uh, oh, this is hang on, this is weird because I I mean it wasn't like a deliberate decision, but I never I picked up very few of the female figures. I mean I would say to this last time I liked the big chunky heavy figures, so Bane and Killer Croc and stuff, uh, and and so those small smaller sort of uh, feminine figures, female figures have been kind of mm, don't really they, you don't they think lack you're getting the your money's worth for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could, could well be. Um, although I, I do have the uh, I think it's the Batgirl, and it's a lovely looking figure. So which Batgirl? Yeah, because oh, there's know. yeah, there's one from Batman animated series and one from the new Batman Adventures. Oh, I don't know. So it's, it's, a it's nice basically one. red box or blue box. Oh, I can't remember. It's not in the box. I know. <laughs> well, well, is she in a black costume or is she in oh, a grey costume? I can't remember. I can't remember. I only I've seen I've only seen the black and purple <clears throat> costume. I haven't seen any of the other one. Okay. Um well the other the figure I got that I enjoyed the most, I gotta be in. But oh, I got, it's cool, isn't it? Uh, peng- Did you take Penguin? it out of the back? Penguin's oh, so Penguin's nice. kind of cool as well. That's yeah. a really nice figure. Yeah. Did you take the Bane out of the box? Yeah. Did you take any of them out of the box? Oh, they're yeah. all out of the box. Yeah, the yeah. best thing about the Bane is how that Are they in this plastic room? on the cable. No, they're all up in the window, oh, right, at the okay. top of the stairs. You can look at them later. Okay. <laughs> we'll post a picture of, of, uh, of Ron's treasure trove. They aren't all posed yet. I don't think that's worth doing yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a Batman? I got the um, the Batman animated adventures one, the 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 second series Batman. The, okay, the better the, the gray one. one with the. Uh, did you change his coil? Did yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and actually, I t- for those not listening in Northern Ireland, coil is actually I can't pronounce it any other way. It's going to be, have a different C-O-D- pronunciation. Yeah, C O W L. Yeah, it's like, like the there, word coil. No I know. Way to pronounce I know. That I'm not saying tile right. So I can't be Cowl. saying Kyle, right? Kyle. It's Kyle. Kyle and Kyle rhyme properly yeah. normally in other, other dialects well, Batman, of English. Batman's Kyle means something very different in Northern Ireland <laughs> than it does anywhere else. That's why you can no, see that, his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's why Kyle is Batman. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's just for the local listeners. Yeah, it's a local listener thing. That's it, yeah. yeah. And uh, while I was out and about, they got a phone call from um, Stuart, my boss and mate, who was oh, in Oma. Shit. And he was like, I, I told him what I was doing with my day off. And he said, well, I'm in Oma and I can see a B&M right now. So he, he pulled into one there and had a look for me. And to be honest, the, the stock level was roughly the same there as it was in the B&M in West Belfast that I was standing in at that time. I don't think, I mean, there's one part of me that desperately hopes that inside B&M Bargain, someone's going, right, lads, we'll put out all the shitty figures now. Let's start releasing the really cool ones. Just now, now that everyone's given up, let's do, some, let's put out a bunch of man bats waiting in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Man bat. Well, I definitely I, I saw a man bat grail. one time in the no, real. In no, the no, real no, I did. I no, did. Those man I bats, did. I had to check. They actually, they actually were on sale for like a tenner at some yeah. point. Yeah. Like the, the, for me, the holy grail was Gordon. Yeah, Gordon, yeah, it was a, like yeah. I that was the one I'd always resigned myself. No, I'm here, just going to have to buy right, it on okay, eBay. Okay, we, we, I don't want to go over old ground. Here's yeah. the thing, right? So Ron, Ron, of course, when he does fall off the the, the wagon to buy I extra figures, yeah. he falls hard. So yeah. he goes the first day he, go, he blacks out and wakes up in the middle of a car journey driving to the near furthest being not the nearest being in bargains like a normal fucking person, but the furthest being in bargains. The so furthest I was work. willing to go on that day. <laughs> But here's the thing, he also sent us a message on Slack said, Here, what do you think of this one's boys? And it was a Batman it was a Batman Adventures figure more articulated for the same thing. Oh, the Mondo, and it was, was hundred and forty quid. The Mondo no, in fairness, <laughs> your in, in fucking fair, mind. I'm only buying these things because they're cheap. In fairness, it's one sixth scale. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's so enormous. Oh, but it yeah. would look wrong compared to the others. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to find a bell jar from Ikea that this Batman is going to fit into. But it does look stunning. How, I mean, how tempted were you? By did, that one? Yeah. Did you order it? Um, no, I did not. I would have ordered if the uh, if the Mondo Special Edition had been available still. Uh-huh. What was, what was, is it, was it the one with the with cape? It comes with the extra cape, which oh, is the yeah. big spread out cape. Oh, okay. on the, one end, side. the one from the end of the, the title credits? Like when you yeah, stand in that's the it. Yeah, so you can yeah. do the, the pose the from pose, the, yeah. the cartoon. Oh. And it's a really, really nice figure. But it's only like $20 more than the, the other the ones. Really, you're, you're paying 20 bucks for the cape and a couple of um, other accessories. Yeah. But it's not on sale anymore. It was, taken on. It was only didn't. on sale for like two weeks or something. Yeah. So, yeah, but there is like Ron sent me a sent me a picture of um, the DC uh, artist design edition ones. He found a Darwin Cook Batman. Oh right, oh, uh, which was he, in B and M. Which no, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, which he is hit, which he is hidden for me in the B and M in Conswater. Whether or not it's still Whether there, or not still I don't there know. who knows? Uh, well, see, yeah. But what? Yeah, <laughs> but what I think happens with these is they get. It looks like they get one box mm-hmm. of six figures. Yeah, maybe two, and they put under the same boxes, and they put them out on the shelf, yeah. and they keep them there until no they're all gone. They're putting out, they're just putting out like, anything. So yeah. you've got to check every single day, which is a, um, a shame. I don't mind checking. This is like the funnest treasure hunt I've ever done. <laughs> I'm going to be in Down Patrick again tomorrow. Does anybody remember geocaching? <laughs> this is like geocaching. Except I don't have to go somewhere that I'm unfamiliar with. I remember geocaching my way up and down the the lagon um, and finding absolutely nothing, <laughs> and being convinced that some geocache vandal had been there ahead of me and just threw them all into the river <laughs> i'm not fucking fighting this one <laughs> and it goes splash uh, oh lordy so yeah that is is quite the so and and how much of, how much did you spend probably about 80 quid oh, i mean that's you, 10 figures you, that's yeah not bad, like really. you, that's and you're puffing ball. out your cheeks like you have more than 10 oh yeah figures, I'm sorry. I <laughs> like there's <laughs> really spend more than just, that yeah you just didn't spend it all in one go yeah, that's true yeah you yeah. just didn't blow your load in one day <laughs> <laughs> because i mean that is that is a good day like Setting them up and rearranging them all is going to be fun, but from here on out, you're going to be getting one at a time, yeah. And that's that. That's yeah, yeah. That's a downward spiral to oh, ordering yeah, the Mondo you, yeah. special edition yeah, of some scalper on eBay. That's well, uh, I, I made a, an Amazon wish list of every single figure that I wanted, <laughs> and it was most of them. No, I could also, I could also have got. <laughs> what, what did you leave out? Like I said, I could have got, um, I could have got a Mad Hatter. I didn't. Okay, uh, okay. and there was a Satana. And yeah, I, I, I the 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 female kind of magician. Oh right, one. Oh, nice. yeah. Satana, yeah, I kind yeah. of felt a bit weird about the figure, to be honest. Okay, because she's wearing because she's wearing like the Baywatch cut. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the bare legs. I yeah. kind of looked at went, I don't know. I don't want to have to explain this to everyone who comes up and down my stairs. <laughs> you could. I mean, I I I have not. I think I've maybe done this on one figure, not this specifically, but done this kind of thing. Uh, you could alter it and paint your own little crisscross uh, tights on there. Okay, and that that, that would maybe... that doesn't make it better. <laughs> What are you doing, Ron? I'm painting some tights on my figure. <laughs> painting some decency back are, on this harlot. Are, there are people that, that do modify figures. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're really cool. Actually, and I sometimes saw, um, they're like, ooh. Uh, uh, Robin, from uh, who used to do the, the orbiting pod, huh? he had ordered a custom Jack Kirby Funko hmm. pop. Now, I don't know who he got to do it, but it looked awesome. So people are doing, people are kind of putting these skills... Um, out there, and you can order these kind of custom built, uh, these kind of custom build things. Oh, the is... Demonetrican, that's what I really want. The who? Oh, you caught it. They have that down in, in Forbidden Planet. Down Do they have who, 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 I miss, who is it? Uh, Etrigan. It is amazing, but it comes with the Witch Boy. Yeah. And, and Which that's, one's Etrigan? Etrigan's the demon who talks in rhyme. He's kind of a Kirby esque character, chunky. And, oh, I haven't and seen that one. Garth and John did an awful lot of work oh, with yeah, uh, yeah, they did, they Oh, did really? 
Yeah. They had the, the other ones. But it's they a had, beautiful figure because it's the, the, my, my favorite kind of figures are ones where the you can see that the design of it is very clearly heavily based on the original artist's artwork. And there's a you know that's that's still Bruce Tim, but there's a Kirby esque influence to it. And it's the same as the Hellboy figure that I have of of the Hellboy and the the what's it was it the Seven Ghosts the, or the something heads thing? Yeah. the heads thing, which is about 150 quid now if you try if you can find one to buy. But I took it out of the box and <laughs> put it near the window, and then the fucking sun. Sunshine faded half oh. of it, so he's. It looks like he's it, sort of. It, that's the thought it, I had this morning when I was looking at my Batman figures. They are all against the window. So yeah, that's a bad thing. You, yeah. The, the other, the other one that them. they had uh, in the one at Farside, which you might be interested <laughs> in, is they had Batman in his antifreeze outfit. Oh yeah, which yeah. is a really big figure. It's oh, a really like a, big chunky like a big figure. figure. Yeah, I like a big chunky yeah. figure. Um, they have the, this really weird um, set that I, it's the Dark Knight Returns set. Yes. With the big chunky Batman and the oh, Superman, yeah, 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 the twenty. Yeah. It's like they have it down. It's like twenty-four quid or twenty quid or something like that. No, this is the one quid? that's in the uh, the animated series. Series. It's, it's, <gasps> it's, <laughs> Wait, what? The animated series version of the Batman of the Dark Knight, and uh, oh. it's, it's, I think it's from some. It's, it's one episode where there's they, one episode where it's, it's like Tales of the Batman or something, yes. and they have all these different kinds of Batman through it, including the, dark, the best version of the Frank Miller Dark Knight via Bruce Tim kind of version. Well, of and this comes in. This is in the, the single figure blister packs. Yeah, well, it's it's maybe a box. Where, it's maybe a box this? set. No, I didn't see the figure. I want the figure. Oh, oh okay. okay. Uh, Ugh. I'm not paying full retail for something that I desperately want. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crazy? I thought that was there. Oh, I was nearly out to run out to get it. No, I mean, the Frank Miller set for uh, The Dark Knight Returns seems like a really good set, but then I kind of, I don't know, it seems, it seems very unposable. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's a it's a weird one because I, I do love, I, I love The Dark Knight Returns and I love the chunky Batman the only figure in that that really is convincingly awesome looking that looks like it's drawn is the Joker. The Joker one, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because they, and like, but, and I think it's partly because Miller's art is quite untranslatable for, for some of the 3D stuff, maybe. Yeah, but, um, then, but then I found online there is actually a, for a tenner on Amazon, you can buy Batman in his, um, the big electrical suit that he oh, finds. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's only a tenner, so I might just buy that one instead. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> Uh, I do like that we've had, I mean, we, we don't get much feedback yet, uh, but we have some people going, oh yeah, B&M Bargains, yeah, yeah. In- including B&M I did Bargains. Re- I, I did reach out to B&M Bargains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, um, for sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast they backed is- away slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I asked, I I told them about the podcast and I asked if they wanted to, to donate some Batman figures for us to give away to any of our listeners. Yeah. They, yeah, the did thing, not, they did not respond. The thing is, the thing is, I mean, the, the, the great thing about those Batman is they are cool. And like, shops like B&M Bargains normally only do really crappy knockoffs. Yeah. Now, speaking of crappy knockoffs, I went to see the David Bowie experience. Oh, God. The 6 out of 10 segue, but okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let it go. Six out, of t- 6 out of 10 is generous. All right. Well, no, do you know what I want to talk about? What I want to talk about is concerts generally. I don't like concerts. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? What's the next subject? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Well, I just want to look. I want to. You right. So I'm Ron, not surprised. You've actually, you've done concerts. You've, yes. You've performed at concerts as a musician. I have. That's right, haven't you? And how big would they? I mean, I say concerts, but I mean, have they been small gigs or they've been? I've what's pl- the biggest? I've played everything from like tiny little gigs where absolutely no one was there, apart from maybe like the band's girlfriends. Okay. And I've played you know music festivals.
Okay. And and see, like, when you're up on stage, is that, like, do you feel that's a command? I mean, do you feel you're in command of this, or do you feel like I, I you're ignoring everyone that's out there and, and you're just in, in your own little world? Or how, how does it work? How does it, what does it feel like? Um, at its best, it feels like a, a genuine sort of, God, this sounds really wanky, uh, feeding back and forth off the audience. And, okay. You know, I, I was quite a, one of the reasons I'm probably not in a band anymore, it's quite, I'm quite a vocal vocalist. Okay. In between songs, I like to talk a lot and okay. chat directly to people. Uh, not um, like on this show. No, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> so, like, do you put a mic in front of you normally in your diet? What was... <laughs> or a camera. A camera, a camera's even, it, makes, it physically makes them shrivel up. Anyway, <laughs> go on. But, um... Yeah, so I mean that—that's the most enjoyable part of it. Is whenever you feel like the audience are you know, hanging off every word, you know. Okay, and you, and you, Scott, you—you you like? Con- I'm assuming you like concerts. I played in the band for a long time. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, yeah, I was in a band called yeah. Sparks Fly. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, and it's, but I mean, the experience of going to a concert is different than the experience of being like. Yeah. And and did you enjoy that? Is that a thing you kind of really loved, or was it sort of I I want to play this music, I have to do it in this venue because otherwise I'm just twiddling in my yeah, guitar I, in my room. I didn't dislike it, okay, but I didn't get like, I didn't get the 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 heady rush that some people like living for performing live or anything like that. Okay. I I am too, I I'm mostly concerned about playing everything note perfect okay. and, and and getting it right and it sound and it sounding good and that just then that's what he kind that's of what drives my yeah, yeah. It's like I have a good set if I didn't fuck up Ooh. rather than like having a a back and forth with the audience or whatever plus i wasn't the singer so i, I didn't so it's like guitar hero for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> like actual guitar hero yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so right what was your first 82. concert <laughs> that, that's a, i'm assuming that's a guitar hero reference i, I don't get yeah, it. score at the, first, at the, end of the, the first concert i ever went to yeah first concert i ever went to was the wiggles <laughs> i was republica and Keanu Reeves's band Dogstar. Really? Oh, right. yeah. Wow. Okay, that's it. They played. They played an outdoor gig uh, in the grounds at the Waterfront Hall. I remember this. In yeah. 19, it was the week that the Matrix came out. Wow! Because my parents went to see the Matrix and picked us up after the gig. <laughs> oh, I see. Such remember a weird when publicity we... tour for <laughs> Keanu. <laughs> Come see my unlikable band. Yeah. So yeah, Keanu Reeves was the bass player in this band, Dogstar. Uh, mm-hmm. So they supported Republica. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next night was Co.UK this is and very Defined 90s Comedy. Sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How old were you? How old were you then? This, uh, Matrix came out in 1996, yeah, didn't it? No, 99. 99? Yeah, 99. Shit, I was probably older than I should have been. Maybe it wasn't. Well, we could make it come out. I remember being a lot younger than that. So 99, I would have been f- uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, 15. I was 29. <laughs> what was your first concert going? There's a, there's a blur around sort of the period of 90, 92, 93 where I, I think my I, I, I genuinely think my first concert was Nirvana. Okay, and, uh, never mind. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's worse than him seeing Nirvana for his first gig. <laughs> so it was around that period. It was it was either Nirvana, Rage Against the Machine, or. Um, these are all cool bands, I'm Alex assuming. Chains. It was oh around, my it was, god! It was because it was a summer where basically all these bands played. Oh. I'm surprised remember, it was. I'm surprised it wasn't was that it? Sonic Youth gig in Gyros that everybody I've ever met was at. No, I'm far too young for that. My, my first gig was Prince in. Oh fuck me! Ninety two. In Gyros. Hold on. How are you doing? Your, how are you going 92? to the, your, the very first gig? No, in ninety two. The same no, year no. that Ron is going to the PJ's very, older than me. Yeah, his first gig. He should have been at gigs long before you. I didn't. I don't like music. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went to see Prince because uh, the girl I was going out with at the time said, let's go and see Prince. I went, yeah, all right, then that would be fun. And we went to RDS down in Dublin and it was, it was fucking huge. And Prince was good. Prince was all right. I enjoyed Prince. And then the next... <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think I read that on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Prince is good. Prince is all right. The thing, the thing is, that's when I discovered I don't like concerts. Okay. <laughs> I was really uncomfortable. I just felt like, oh, this is really on. I'm not enjoying this. I don't enjoy this. I can't let go. I can't be, I can't just go, hmm, okay. I don't know what other people are doing. I'm standing there going, I'm aware I'm in a big field with I lots get, of other uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I get that as well. I become very self-aware. Yeah. I'm surrounded yeah, and it's if I if and there's I like people to your left dancing leave. and stuff, and people to your right dancing. You're going, why are they dancing near me? <laughs> don't don't do that. I I absolutely feel the same way. Do you? Yeah. Right? Oh, no, okay. I can imagine. I can imagine you having a fucking blast at a concert. <clears throat> um, it hasn't happened in a long time. Okay, I, I mean, I was at a gig. You don't drink, do you? you don't, no, no. So, so did was, you ever drink? No. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, no accusation. I don't drink. I, I, I was at a gig about two weeks ago, three weeks ago to see. Um, Zach Wilde's band, Black Label Society. Zach, oh, yeah, yeah, Zach yeah. Wilde was the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And he's a guitarist I wanted to see for maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I left two-thirds of the way through the gig. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, done that I've now. Seen, I've seen that. Okay. And it was just kind of standing there going, I don't really know any of these songs. I don't really like any of these people I'm standing around. Yeah, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? This, I don't know what to do at a concert. I don't know what to do at a concert when... Like, even when it's music I like, I kind of go, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But, like, I don't know what to do there. I don't I mean, know what I'm supposed right to do. if you're right up at the front, I think you can genuinely stand there and headbang your net away and feel like you're a part of it. If you're 15 feet from the back of the room, yeah, it's really hard to emphatically get into it. Yeah, yeah. When, when they're so far away, you're watching a postage stamp and you're yeah, thinking, I, this is just, I don't, I, in I'm... This, in the summer... This sounds better in the house. In the summer between, before I turned 16... My uncle took me. This is in. Two, this is two thousand. My uncle took me to the Leeds Festival, which right, is the nice. which is the Reading the Reading and Leeds kind of carling weekend. It's like a huge three day festival. Um, so he took me to Leeds, um, and I did not know what to do there. <laughs> I there's some some bands I wanted to go and see. So I was fifteen years old. I wasn't the most worldly of fifteen year olds. You're not so, really arguably the most worldly no, of, by the end of no, that weekend. No. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> the things uh, I'd seen the things I'd seen at fifteen. I saw a drug. Oh my god. <laughs> no, oh man. Oh but, I have to right, sorry, and this I promised I wouldn't talk about this till later, but I, I went to the Osterfolk and Transport Museum oh, today, right, me. with the kids. And we went we went into what they have as an old police station. Yeah. Right? And we went into the old police station. Upstairs in the old police station they have a exhibit which is all these kind of policey things. And one of the exhibits, so it's so old school uniforms, there's a penny farthing with a policeman beside it. There is also a cabinet filled with drugs. Yes. And in the cabinet filled with drugs is a list of what the drugs are, including their nicknames and it just amused me so much I went oh fuck I have to talk about this so it has, it's like like going to the Ulster Museum and seeing like the, the brooches and stuff on display and there's a little number beside it and so there's a little thing and it says number one cannabis and then in brackets it says blow dope hash weed wacky backy spliff <laughs> <laughs> this, but my favourite one was LSD slang acid trips trademarks e.g. strawberry LSD blah 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 uh, ecstasy e disco biscuits or buy a brand named Dennis and Menace or rhubarb and custard. <laughs> It just seemed, it just seemed weirdly incongruous. Well, hang on, this is at the Ulster Folk and Transport Museum. <laughs> this yeah. is the Ulster Folk Museum, yeah. 
No, but I thought all the exhibits from it were like from like two hundred years ago. No, no, it's it's like you go into this police station and upstairs, and the police station is is a kind of policing through the ages kind of thing. Oh, I've right. been through that thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. and this seems to be like a new thing. And there, there, it's like, and there's a little, there's they've they've got like a can of coke that someone's been using as as a, a, bong, a bong or something. Okay. <laughs> It's well, really... it's not a bite. Anyway, anyway, it's a pipe, sorry, I just I wanted, but, you know. to, I wanted to say, because well, yeah. disco <laughs> biscuits, <laughs> it just seemed really funny, disco biscuits. Like, anyway. Uh, so, <clears throat> all right, me so, not being the most worldly of teenagers yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrive, arriving at this disco festival biscuits. with my bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can see it now. I can see, I can see your tie dye. shirt. how else am I going to keep my passport oh. and my money safe? <laughs> Got in this fanny pack. <laughs> So the first band I went to see, I think, were Deftones on the first day, on, on the first day, and I got right up as close as I was willing to go, three hundred feet, yeah, <laughs> and started jumping around like everybody else. When my bum bag promptly smashed me in the nuts. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. I was like, I, I don't think this, this is why this is why it's called a bum bag and not a, a cock block. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> the bum bag of the concert, the, 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 all of it, all of it, all yeah, of it. Yeah, and yeah, I was I there see, for three. I, I, had, I ended up having a really good weekend, but that like. Most well, of that, that was from the people that I met and the experiences, the sec- but the s- as opposed to watching bands play outside. After after seeing Prince, the second mm. concert I didn't go to, uh, this the same girl I was I was with and said to me, "Do you want to come down to a concert? We got free tickets." And I went, "Oh, not that fast, really." She went, "It's free." I went, mm. and she went, "Right, well, fuck you then." And I'm going, "Oh, come on, it's Curtis Staggers." <laughs> <laughs> I went to the back and I was listening to it going. This is really shite, and I want I want to leave. Oh, we had an argument that night, I'll tell you. And then the the so the, the so I've only really been to like and I've been with with Annette to a few concerts that she. I, I remember to to. Annette took you to see the the Lumineers. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time at the Lumineers. Yeah. I, hey, I mean, hey. <laughs> I I like it when Annette's having a good time. Okay, because at least I can I can feed off that. Such a tender a, lover. Yeah. I'm a joy sucker, but I can I can feed off that. I can enjoy that. Joy. <laughs> She's having a good time. She going, are you having a good time? I'm going. Yes, it's really enjoyable. You're like that person at Christmas. Like I, my, I like to see you opening your presents. That's what the, that's, but the, the, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't. Lie. Are you having a great time? Well, that's all right. I mean, I'd rather be in the house and she's dancing away and everyone's dancing. And um, all right. Well, what what's what's the best concert you've ever been to? Ah, right, Have you been to a thing. concert that you genuinely loved, really enjoyed? I went to see Tori Amos in ninety three or four. I, I was single and I went. I, I was sorry. I was so coming. Pro- there between was no ninety two and ninety three. Uh, <laughs> that other girl dumped you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no. I like. I would have gone to see Kate Bush. Kate Bush. I, number one would have gone to see Kate Bush. That's the only person I might have gone to see. Ever. So you've never seen Kate Bush. But I've ne- even whenever she did the concert again, I've never seen Kate Bush. The, the, like the, the t- concert last she, year yeah, in London, yeah. you didn't yeah, go. But okay. Kate Bush has never only ever done a couple of concerts, so it was never likely to be another one. And but Tori Amos at the time was kind of oh, this is like the new Kate Bush. I went. I'll go and enjoy this. And I went to enjoy it, and uh, she opened with Nirvana's. Uh, what's it? Uh, uh, the one that goes yeah. hello, 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 all oh, that there. Uh, and it was a seated concert, and I was there with my. I was with a female friend who was my brother's girlfriend, and we were there watching uh, the Tori Amos. I was going. I was. I'd go to this on my own. I don't care. She's so going okay, and it was a seated, a seated concert. I can cope. That with. sounds like my fucking dream. Near the front, sat down. No one's allowed to stand up. Fuck you if you're going to try and stand up. You're not allowed to stand up. Which brings me that'll bring me to another concert. But anyway, the 
a bloke holding a pint of beer walked to the front of the stage, right? So uh, Tori Amos is on stage. If you've ever seen Tori Amos uh, perform, she is quite erotically charged at, at that piano. She is grinding on the chair. And, and I mean, it is a, she's said in interviews before she orgasms on stage when she's singing. It's a, That's happened to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's kind of orgiastically kind of grinding on this piano. This bloke walks all the way up to this raised stage with a pint of beer in his hand and just stares at her down the central aisle, just staring at her for a good five minutes and she's singing Nirvana song and guards come up these guys security guards come up and just start dragging him away the whole time he's just staring at her with his pint in his hand being dragged away and she's singing Nirvana's Nevermind going hello, hello waving at him as he's going away hello hello, hello. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good concert though and, and uh, yeah so that was the last concert I enjoyed Okay, Ron. Yeah. What, what is your favorite concert of all time? I was, I was at the Radiohead really gig in uh, Mandela in the Mandela Hall. In Mandela. Oh no, I wasn't at that. I wasn't at the Mandela one. All no. my concerts are equal worst. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was that was something else because that was that was seeing a band that were just about to become one of the biggest bands in the world in a in a fairly small venue. Who, yeah. who, who was that? Radiohead. Oh right, okay. And um, that was really special. But did you know that was special at the time that was happening, yeah, or was it they, afterwards? They, you went shit. That was Radiohead. They just released. OK Computer that yeah. week. Yeah. And the album was about to become like, I mean, it, it was one of those things where like every uh, every end of year. Every rose has its fall. <laughs> every end of the year put it, you know, where people do those uh, best album of all time polls. Mm-hmm. Um, OK Computer was always like, okay. oh, and everyone's like, oh, well, it's just because it came out that year. Yeah. And then like 20 years later, it's, it's still, still, it's yeah. still on yeah. those lists. Yeah. And it, it was one of those albums that just it didn't change my life, but I mean, it definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things in music. So to see that band playing that album, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the week it came out was a really, really big deal. I saw yeah. the Arctic Monkeys the week before their debut album came oh, really? out. Yeah, in the Ulster Hall, they were the they were. There's four bands. It was the NME tour, okay, and there was the Mystery Jets, We Are Scientists, Arctic Monkeys, and Maximo Park. Um, and Maximo or Arctic Monkeys were still not top of the bill, even though they were by far the biggest band yeah. there. They but they weren't when the tour was booked. Um, so they were on second from last, um, and then after they finished, the place emptied for Maximo Park. <laughs> that seems a bit right. Yeah, uh, Tori Amos was supported by uh, what do you call them, the guys that did the theme tune to Father Ted? Oh, Divine Comedy. Divine, Divine Comedy. Comedy before they had any hits. Okay, that was kind of they were kind of was listening to them going, and oh, they're really really good. Well, Divine Comedy is really a he. Yeah, yeah, it was Neil Hammond, yeah. Neil Hammond. Yeah. But anyway, I, so last night uh, we went and at we we went to see Queen. Right, so Queen was here with uh, the other guy as the no, lead they singer. The, the the band formerly known as Queen, who now have a different singer. And Adam, what's his face? Is it the guy from the? Is it the guy that did the show? He did the the. Did he was he, like X Factor or something. Like that, yeah, 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 yeah. He's really he good. He's. I mean, he's really good. And and smashed head on the the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm not Freddie Mercury. You know, but instead of thinking, instead of, instead of me going, let's pretend to be Freddie Mercury, I'm going to sing these songs with you the way anyone would sing a song with Freddie Mercury. So it felt like this is just a big karaoke that I'm part of. Okay. So that was kind of fun. That was good, except two bastards in front of us kept standing up and dancing which and we were in seats we were in fucking seats Where was we the paid game? for seats we, we were sat in seats and two stupid people kept standing up and dancing and oh just and there was a whole dance section a whole section at the front loads of people were stood up and they get to that fucking section if you want to dance don't you, you just determinedly sitting there with your arms holding go we're obeying the rules <laughs> I, that's the thing and the my rules wife, of my... this rock and roll show to get we sit down <laughs> 
and follow the rules. Yes, yes, that's exactly what we were doing. Anyway, Annette complained at them. They give us free tickets. They give us free tickets to different concerts. Free tickets to the show. Oh, okay, they, yeah. Free they give to- us free tickets to the David Bowie experience, which is a kind of knockoff. There's a marks. Like, there's a, 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 you like songs sung by someone who's not here anymore? <laughs> <laughs> that's the David Bowie tribute night. <laughs> And it was really, it was really weird because, like, first of all, it's half empty. The the whole it's it's in the same place. So it was in the Odyssey and the uh, what do you call it? The C the SSE it? Arena, SSE Arena, uh, which is a big. It's where the ice hockey goes on. So it's a big venue. So it's the only arena sized venue in Northern Ireland. Is it? But yeah, it's not really. It's, I mean, it's not yeah. Wembley sized, but it is. It is for Northern Ireland. It's a pretty. Jesus. It's the biggest. The David venue. Bowie experience was they they were optimistic enough to book the Odyssey. Well, I don't know if they were optimistic or whether they had an empty room. I, I, it was like, like they cordoned off a whole, like it was like a good third of the thing was the only bit of space being used. And even then, most of the seats were at the front, and and we were seated up at the back and kind of watching it. And it's really funny because Annette, like, it's only after Bowie died that Annette would have listened to some Bowie. She wouldn't have listened to Bowie beforehand. I wouldn't have listened to that much Bowie. I don't know that much Bowie. I like David Bowie, but not you know, not not big fan. So we were listening to this concert, and the first set were all songs that we know and I was going this is one of the ones I know <laughs> I go yeah me too and everyone in that's a massive Bowie fan they're all dancing to David Bowie and, and it's, going, it's really weird when you're at a concert and everyone knows the songs and you go I'm going yeah tell me about it that's me at every single fucking concert <laughs> uh, and it was just it was very it's just really odd it's like because the guy's really rake thin and, and goes off in between songs and changes in every single costume and you're going that's his life that's, that's that's not. I mean, I'm coming to this concert as a two-hour experience. Do you think but that that's man his life? Is the only man who woke up today, David Bowie died, and went, "Yes, <laughs> Margaret, we're going to be billionaires." No, I don't think there's a Margaret. <laughs> and that and I were sad, and this is a real conversation we had right in the middle. Of this. She went, "Is he allowed to do this?" <laughs> I'm going to actually, technically speaking, I don't think he is. I know, really, right, so I'm watching it. So they didn't have, like, in a big, proper big concert, they have cameras on the artists, and they project that on the screen. So they didn't have the cameras, but they did have a, a screen. Yeah. And the screen was displaying, like, it's, he'd obviously sat down and gone, what would make a really cool rock video for this song? How can I do this? And and so it's, like, rock video stuff, and and, and you're watching And then when you say rock video stuff, you're making gestures with your hands. Do you mean, like, the kaleidoscope that Microsoft yeah, Media I mean, Player you're, you're would play? Yeah, about abstract images. Images of, of clouds. Also, rock video and, stuff era, like, 1979. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, stuff that isn't specifically focused to a certain thing, you know. Uh, and uh, But then the one thing that really annoyed me, I'm sitting there going, you know, it's fine, it's okay. You know what, He's, there are certain laws, like, there's a performance thing that lets you, performance rights lets you perform a song, you pay a fee for that, and, you know, strictly speaking, Bowie could be a trademark, but also it's very hard to trademark a single name, so he's got that going for him, and it's the David Bowie experience, so he's not trying to pass himself off. Yeah, he's not the, saying... That's fine. For David and then he put up the illustration. Do you, you ever see the illustration of David Bowie through the years where he's, he's different different looks of David Bowie? There was a gift. That was yeah, there was a gift yeah. done of yeah, that, yeah, which yeah. is an animation of it. It's a beautiful set of drawings. And he projected that up in the back screen and I just went, that fucking bastard! <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as you start on illustrators, I'm, I'm fucking furious! <laughs> There's no way he's got the rights for that. There's no way! There's no way that's a thing he's allowed to do. It's just not, not on. It's not on. It's going, what are you talking about? I go, that, look at that. Look, look at, at that. that. And then two seconds later, a dread cover. <laughs>
So that annoyed. And then the second set of songs were all songs that Annette and I were going, nope, never heard of any of these. There's a, there's a sketch which, um, uh, what do you call her? Oh God, she's brilliant. Um, Victoria Wood. Uh, Victoria Wood did. There's I just brilliant... took a shot there. Yeah, well done. There's a there's a brilliant sketch. Victoria Wood did of these this bunch of anoraks sitting around playing a game of of um, uh, what do you call it? Trivial Pursuit. And in this game of Trivial Pursuit, they're all going right, Margaret, sure, go. And she throws a dice. All right, for you've got a music question. Okay, what's the question? Um, who are the uh, uh, a four-piece band from Liverpool. And we're going, a four-piece band from Liverpool? I don't I Four-piece, don't... No, I don't know, don't know, don't know. And he goes, um, it's the Beatles. And they're all going, the Beatles? No, never heard of Beatles? No, no. It's, and it's really funny. Okay? It? It's really not the way I'm telling it. It's really funny. But it's haunted me. It's haunted me for a long time. One day I'll be the person going, no... Be- oh, I'm al- no. I'm already there. <laughs> I'm already there. I was I watched uh, Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity, the the Netflix mm-hmm. special okay. that's on there. It's quite funny. There's a lot of people that I like on there. Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty does a little. There's a little short film that he's made specially for it and whatever. It's it's very good. But then they were joined by musical guest Post Malone. <laughs> I preferred him. I, before, I preferred him when he was just Malone. <laughs> Never. Don't know who that is. Ron, I'm assuming you know who Post Malone I've is. I've definitely heard the name of that sounds as far okay. as it goes. Because you're, you're a, f- a fairly big Music. hip-hop fan. But is, was he a hip-hopper? Uh, he, he sang a cover of Return of the Mac. That's, okay. a, that's a broad stretch of yeah. things. I don't know so anything about that. Morrison experience. Yes. So, which, which I quite enjoyed, so I decided to look him up. But no, it sounds like he is definitely in the hip-hop camp and Return of the Mac was a bit of a, a departure for him. Okay. No, that's not ringing any bells. Okay. <laughs> Yep. See. Okay. Well, at least it's not just me. That's true. That's at true. Least it's not just well, me. Do, we uh, we've been sort of skirting. Well, we haven't skirted around, but we were talking about we we're going to do a review of the Avengers. Should we yeah. do that now? Should yeah. we do that now? Yeah. I feel so, like there's a lot of ground to cover on this review film. of the Avengers. So have you, we've all seen it. Have we all seen it? We've, we've all seen, seen it. it. So, so by the this, time you hear this, it's going to be Friday. Avengers will have been out for a week, but we know that so most fuck people. So you if you <laughs> haven't seen it yet. No, we no, know no. that most people won't have seen it yet. So we're going to give you. A, we are going to talk about everything in the film. If you haven't seen it, if you are planning to see it, and you care about going in blind keeping avoiding spoilers whatever you really want to go in blind throw acid in your eyes <laughs> <laughs> then just stop listening to the podcast now they're not going to be anything but, but there's not going to be anything else whenever <laughs> yeah come back and listen whenever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we get two downloads yeah, that way because i know. guarantee you there will be things you'll want to hear and we live or die by our i stats. went to see it with my son so um, th- there's a there's there's stuff i want to talk about yeah, on that so th- for, for anybody that wants to see avengers or hasn't seen it yet this is the end of the podcast for you, you yeah can, so thanks very much for listening yeah um, it was a short one yep skip forward <laughs> to the theme tune and uh, we'll see you next time <laughs> I mean, that's a risky game. <laughs> that's a risky game. So, are we going to split it into two? Do you think, or are we going to have a? We're going to continue. And... No, no, we'll just continue. We'll on just, from we'll here. Just, okay. We'll, we'll have, right. Do we have to pause? Do we have to stop talking for the the gap? Fork gap. <laughs> we don't need a real time gap for the theme tune. <laughs> oh, are we going to? Yeah, let's let's put the th- let's put the theme tune in now. Oh, you have the theme tune yeah. now, so and that then, they can hear then... the so that they can hear the theme song, so they get some sort of closure. Yeah, so okay. that they know that it's finished. Okay, so just so you can get some sort of closure, here's the theme tune, and after the theme, but tune, don't go away there if you want to hear a discussion have, have of it. Avengers: Infinity War. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Please come back.
So okay. Hey, welcome back again. And if you're still listening, it's on you. Yeah, it's on we, you. We, we, we've from given you as, ma- as, as many warnings as we feel is, is necessary. There will be heavy spoilers yeah. for Avengers. Thanos wins. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I want to I lead this off, right? No, I'm going to lead this off. No, I want to lead I this off. I saw it first. I went to see it with my son, Nathan, who is 13 and has autism on the autism spectrum and also has a worrying tendency towards kind of super villainy he really he, we were walking down he right? sympathizes he sympathizes very no he's not only no no and the sympathy is not enough <laughs> he is actively annoyed that the villains never win in films okay. well he must have so loved this he, we went to see no let me tell you the full because i tweeted this when we were going down oh I said, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't leave see, it for the show no you decided to tweet it out to all of your oh, followers well, I, before well, i didn't think i didn't think i look believe me when he said this i thought nothing of it i thought it was so ridiculous i tweeted it so what i tweeted was along the lines of uh, Nathan's Nathan genuinely annoyed at most super at, at all films because he says the villains never win they never win and I said well look Nathan the reason for that is because ultimately all villains are selfish no matter what it is they're attempting to do they're always at their core selfish and so even if a hero is selfish the the point is that a hero is only selfish. And that's an, that's a, for him, that's a flaw. For a hero, that's a flaw of selfishness. And he has to overcome that. But for a villain, that's their main raison d'etre. That's what they're all about. Uh, it's their pure and utter selfishness. Now, Nathan will never lose an argument. Nathan does not, he will just keep going and going and going. And so we were, we, we'd had this discussion on the drive up, the 10, 15 minute drive up to the cinema, got out of the car, walked along. He was still talking about this. And I wasn't letting go of this because I, I am already worried about what this boy's going to grow up like. Like he, <laughs> he is, we, uh, we've, you had, know that he has the internet uh, now. I ha- look, I, we've had conversations with him about bullying and he's going, bullying, I don't care about bullying. No one can bully me. I'm going, yeah, I know, but some people can feel bullied. Well, then they should just toughen up. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, I know sometimes you can be bullied even if you feel tough. It can be a thing that happens if someone's unrelenting and stops and, you know, oh, well, sure, it's never going to happen to me. What's the matter? What's Ron's looking around here? Like, Am I we're... seeing light flashing? I think it's the curtain moving, don't worry. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. As, long as, as long as I'm not yeah. having some sort of stroke or anything, I'm there, all right, I'm just, I was just checking. <laughs> all right, sorry, got, sorry about that, that listeners. Having a stroke. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So you smell I, toast? I, Anybody yeah. smell toast? <laughs> so. I, I've, we've already got this thing where Nathan is, is sort of imper- I mean, he is kind of like uh, Thomas fell and hurt himself and, and earlier on today. And, and Nathan Thomas stood above him and laughed. No, Nathan w- was walking along and I said, Nathan, what did you do? He says, nothing. I didn't do nothing. He just fell. And he's crying. He's in tears and Nathan's beside him. Nathan's walking away like nothing's happened. And, and I'm thinking, well, he must have tripped him up or he must have pushed him. So I went over to Tom. You, you fucking go over there and stand there while I talk to Thomas. I didn't do nothing. Thomas, what happened, mate? I fell. I says, well, how did you fall me i just fell i went so nathan did nathan didn't do anything no i said well you could have hugged him <laughs> <laughs> this is a superhero just, this is a super villain origin story oh yeah God, this he is, is just it's, uh, that's that's my worry is that nathan so lacks the the um empathy, there's, uh, empathy and there's a thing called theory of the mind which yeah. is this, uh, the idea that you can put your your mind in someone else's shoes as, 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 not your mind but you know you can you can feel what another person feels by thinking about what they feel and there, there's a whole there's this great, great test about it where um you 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 have your you leave you send one of the parents out of the room a psychologist hides a, a coin under a, a book and says to the child do you think your mother will know that that coin is there now a, a child who has struggled struggles with empathy and struggles with the the theory of the mind will go yeah of course she'll know because he knows 
So he will just assume she knows what he knows because he's unable to put himself in that in that thought of I've been out of the room when this happened, so I don't know what. So that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the many markers that they use or they can use to tell is this a child on the autism spectrum or not. So these are all things that are rolling around your head, and Nathan's kind of going, yeah, all villains are, are you know why do the villains never win? It seems unfair, and I'm going, well, Nathan, I hope you're never in charge of people because fuck me, I I just don't know what's going to happen. No, the villain's never going to win. Here's why the villain never wins nobody wants to see a film where the villain fucking wins and then we saw infinity wars and now the little shit will not shut up about how wrong i was daddy you were wrong nathan it's part one it's part one no daddy you said the, the, the thanos would would lose and he did not he thought it was fucking brilliant he thought it was the greatest thing he's ever seen way up there so anyway, Thanos wins. I was very surprised. That's why I wanted to talk about it, because of Nathan's whole thing. So anyway, did, did, what do you make of it? Yeah. You definitely make an argument that Thanos is on the autistic spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I would make the argument, well, Bond, James Bond is, and there's, there's a lot of characters that, that are. But, but no, but the thing is, I, one thing I would say that film did is it's very hard for me to argue Thanos is the bad guy. It's very hard for me to go to Nathan. Look, he is the bad guy. Because especially, right, so the end sequence where half the world is wiped out, half the sentient population of the universe is wiped out, and Thanos sees the sunrise, and you're going, there's a man who thinks he's done a good job. Yeah. You know, there's no kind of... I think that they, I they, they've, they've probably done the best, certainly the best job in any superhero movie. It might be one of the, <clears throat> for me, one of the best executed and most well-rounded villains yeah. in although, cinema. Although that arguably could be because... Uh, I, I've read this in a few reviews where they kind of basically said, "Look, this film follows Thanos. This is not yeah. this is not an Avengers movie. It's a Thanos movie with the Avengers in it, and that's the only way to go in a film like this because there are so many. There's too many other, too many people. In. Uh, I, yeah. And I saw another review that basically complained, "Why didn't we find out the origins of all these heroes?" And you're going, "Well, I mean, <laughs> I saw. Yeah, how I long s- do you want this film to be?" <laughs> there was a, there was a tweet, and it kind of gained a little bit of traction. I think it's from a a, a reporter for the New Yorker, yeah. I think, and it said that. All of these characters' decisions are, and I'm paraphrasing, but all these characters' decisions are based on motivations and things that happened in other movies. Yes. And, like, and like they're annoyed yeah, about yeah. that. It's like, well, you don't get to walk into he's Hunger Games so, catching fire and go, who the fuck's this? Why? <laughs> what, what's happening over there? Where's Philip Seymour he's Hoffman? He's the sort of shit you can't, that, that, and like the very first superhero movies you started to see, starting with really... Batman, um, the, the Tim Burton Batman, where the only origin, a hero can only occur if a villain also occurs, and the villain's origin and the hero's origin must be one and the same and must tied be, up yeah. in a neat bow. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is no way you can have two fantastical characters with two absolutely different origins. It's just every single hero has to come out of one seed, yeah. as it were. But if Thanos and, and um, Josh Brolin's performance throughout the whole film were it was well the just cgi brilliant. was incredible yeah. like we've really i i mean we to a certain extent we've we've moved i feel like we've come out of out of the uncanny valley as it were i think we're, yeah I mean, like for a lot of the stuff it looks real i mean you could argue it doesn't look quite real enough maybe still but but you can never i think it's, it's hard easier to whenever you're doing something that isn't human though I, is, I, still yeah, don't, I still don't i still don't think we're there for the the princess leia and the moth yeah. tarkin from oh yeah, Rogue yeah. One. There, like we're not the, quite there one for of the that. villain characters she has like horns on her head yeah. and she's obviously a cgi character yeah. but uh, like a human in makeup could have played that role and you're kind of wondering yeah. why why didn't you and i can tell it's a cgi yeah. but i, I think Thanos 
course I can buy, okay, CGI, but fuck me, that's good CGI. Yeah, but I think that the problem then comes with doing a human in prosthetics yeah. next to three other CGI, yeah. then that makes them stick out more. I just, I always, I mean, it always makes me think that somewhere there's a field where they're going, you know, and a cameraman's been sent there to film the whole film, and he's got nothing to <laughs> Nothing to film. He's just got to swoop around the background and stuff and go, right, at this point, Captain America's because there's not a single actor really there anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, the CGI is amazing. It is. All, I mean, all of the things that I've seen lately where CGI is involved has been, it's been um, believable. I, I mean, you, character design is one thing, but but like the CGI looks like it's there. It looks yeah. like it's present. Uh, and you know, the Lost in Space, like the stuff that's coming out on TV budget, looks like it's there and yeah. real. You know, that's a, a phenomenal thing. Let's take it from the very top. Let's take it from the <laughs> beginning, right? Okay. So we we arrive. So Captain in, in America, the, <laughs> the the first Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we arrive in the story where basically it's it's on the ship at the, the, at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Um, it actually, in one of the it a, doesn't it post credit sequence yeah. in Thor Ragnarok where they're they're standing going you know, Thor and Loki are chatting each other about, about what's going to happen next, and then Thanos arrives, and that is the end of of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and it is the start of this film. It doesn't let up this film. No, like, it's, it's two and, it's and a half relentless. hours. Of, of we arrive after the battle there, yeah. which is kind of an interesting choice. And in media res, it's called. Yeah, I kind of was a bit shocked because the end of Thor Ragnarok, I thought was kind of this moment of hope. Yeah, for the Asgardians, and then we arrive in the story. And they're all and dead. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Thor is the last of the Asgardians. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're gods, and gods can come back to life. Well, I mean, so far Odin hasn't bothered his arse. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> He's lazy. Though. And Freya or Frigga or whatever her name is um, Thor's mum. Yeah, hasn't yeah. you know yeah. Thor's so, sister who was trapped in hell hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're not really. They're obviously not really gods in this. They're just aliens that happen to live a really long time. Yeah. Um, so Idris Elba's out of the game. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that they handle the the characters and the movement really, really well. Because I, if you look back at something like Rogue One, my only qualm with it is in in the opening, it jumps around too much. You're you're I think you four, five, six different planets mm. over the course of the ta- over the course of the first kind of twenty minutes, half an hour. But with this, you jump to a number of locations with multiple characters, and it doesn't feel wrong out of place disjointed they handle they handle it really really well it and i was so surprised to be honest i couldn't yeah like i i i wanted the film to be good but in my mind i thought there's too many people they yeah. they are not going to be able to keep this as a coherent it's going to be a bit of a mess and that's what i was expecting and it's really not yeah it's, it's really I mean, not one of, one of the things i think they did well was it was well what did you make of the humour? Did, did the humour feel... It. Yeah. Sometimes it was a bit tonally weird. Yeah. Where you would have a really serious moment and the next minute they're cracking jokes. Yeah. And it just felt like the levity kind of wasn't really required. They yeah, didn't need just the joke. Yeah, just need kind of get yeah. a gag in at every opportunity nearly. Um I mean, some of it in isolation is really funny, but then in the context of what's happening, it's like, no fucking take this seriously, dude. You're yeah. all about to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I for some reason, the the character of Drax is always kind of used to undermine anything nice or that's happening in any, in any scene. Yeah. He always has to come in and say and be Drax stupid scene. in a scene. And I kind of I really like that moment where between Gamora and Star Lord, where they have that little sort of 
you know, this is our last, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our last and one then, together, and then really. Is, and then there's a, the comedy Drax moment, yeah, which kind Drax of undercuts, undercuts that. It, yeah. And that's the bit people will remember, and yeah. not the not the really not, not the tender nice moment. moment you know? Yeah, I laughed, <laughs> but I, my the, my my experience of going to see this in the cinema was I went to a six thirty a.m. breakfast showing on uh, yeah. on Did they Thursday give you morning. Breakfast? Yes. Bacon bodies and sausage bodies. Okay. Um, uh, as well as tea free... in the cinema. No, the before or after. Okay. Um, uh, as well as free popcorn and coke. Before? How time do you have to turn up? But before you get turn up, your like, turn up at like six. Jesus. Like your what Jesus. cinema was this at? In the Odyssey. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. It was one of the best. Uh, apart from the film being great, it was one of the, the best, best cinema experience. Ever had. You going your own? No, I went with a friend. Okay. I, um, because I actually I, was tempted to go to that because, with a, with a, I was available, but, yeah. but but I had to be, Annette had to go to college or something, so I had to be back for nine. Well, having a kid, no having way. a kid and working the hours that I work, yeah. going in the evenings just usually yeah. isn't a, a runner. Yeah. So if somebody says here at six thirty you can go and be in work for half nine, yeah. You'd be a bit, if you go to bed a bit early, you'll probably just be fine yeah. for the rest of the day. I am all for it. I really hope they do more, especially for a new release. Stuff. So this is the, they did it for Thor Ragnarok as well. But oh, really? I didn't Yeah, I didn't make it for that. Mm. Um, so I'll I really enjoyed. There's that. No chance of me making it to any half six of doing <laughs> anything. Um. So yeah. Favorite bit? Any favorite bit? Favorite character? Does it? I mean, I feel a bit. It's like oh, ten years old. This is great. But at the same time, it, it. I don't think anybody thought they would pull it off. Yeah. I don't think anybody was like. I was excited for the film, but I never thought it would be. As good as it is, it is pretty good. And I mean, the the ending just really. I mean, if if it. Oh, that's 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 one bit that I do want to talk about. Okay. The end. Spider Man's death. Yeah, that was oh, the only. That was the that's only. That's a welling up moment. That, yeah, isn't that, it? that was yeah. the only bit where I was kind of like. Where this, every every other character like who disappeared in ashes, I was like, well, they're not really getting much of a goodbye here. But yeah. but yeah, Tom Holland really really sold that. Oh my god, that is well. it's gut wrenching. And know, it's the first time it, it, in it's, any. It's not just Tom Holland. I don't I don't think you can over. Uh, it, it's it's Tom Holland's relationship with with, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of father son relationship. It's that that moment is a kind of don't. Don't let me die, Dad. Yeah, well, yeah. Thing, obviously, he doesn't have a father. Yeah, and uh, he he hasn't got to live his life yet, which yeah. is yeah. He, That's, he, he, he it, doesn't it, get to be stoic about going, it. He's yeah. just kind of like I'm fucking fourteen, fifteen years yeah. old. This yeah. is the worst thing. Even going right back to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, yeah, they've never painted him as a kid. No. And that's yeah. the way that's the way he should have been from the start. But I guess people just accepted it in the comics. But in film, it you know, seeing saw, a kid who's that a, smart. I and, saw a great somebody posted on Twitter and said um, about Spider Man. Steve Ditko was asked to draw what a typical teenager was like, and he drew this isolated, lonely nerd kind. And then whenever the next artist, I think it was John Romita or someone, was asked to draw what a typical teenager was, he drew this really handsome looking yeah. dude. <laughs> It's like, ah, right. Do you know, I have never realized that that's because of the people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's obviously a commentary on their yeah, teenage yeah, years. Yeah, their teenage years rather than, than any other specific thing. But yeah, yeah. The, the I mean, fact Tom that Holland a, is like 22, 20, yeah. 21, 22. Yeah, but, but, like every but he actor looks really young. He looks really young. But also, I mean, like the, the uh, Garland, Gar- Garfield, Garfield was... He's like in his mid thirties or something. He's like ridiculously old for for an actor playing yeah. someone who's supposed to be a teenager. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was great. I th- I thought I, I was watching it going, is it, what? Right at the end, what the f- is this? Is it, this is it over? No way. I mean, there just must be another hour to go at least. But no, yeah, that was it. 
Um, and I've been I've been racking my brain all week trying to figure out how they get out of this. And oh, it seems pretty easy to me. I mean, I, I mean, it's the 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 clues are all there for 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 how that that's yeah. all undone. I mean, my I, I think it's you know, I don't even need to go to the comic to read to see yeah, what what happens there. But I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that the time st- is the eye of Agamotto is is definitely. Is ta- I mean, where and, and Strange, Stephen Strange gave, gave it up because yeah. he's seen. He has seen fourteen million versions of of, the, of reality, where they all die, and only one will they succeed. And in that one, will they succeed? He must have the, the gauntlet. You know? Yeah. So the, he gives it up because he knows that's that's the key. I know, but I still, yeah, but I, I understand that, but I don't. How? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the bigger challenge isn't how are they going to undo that and bring back everyone back to life. I think the biggest challenge is how do you undo that, bring everyone back to life and still make it feel like a worthwhile endeavour to yeah, see that you the don't first want, time. Yeah, what you don't want is something that makes everything And everything turned out one. to be okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm. I, I think they're ch- I think it's it cheapens things quite a bit if the deaths that didn't happen at the end of the film are reversed. Yeah, so if Loki comes back and if Loki if Gamora and um, um, Oh yeah, my my feeling is that essentially everyone will come back who died after the time stone was given in the Infinity Gauntlet. I feel like that's going to be a cut-off moment and there the deaths that happened prior to that yeah. moment will not be able to be undone. You know, and I, and I, I'd feel a bit cheated if if Gamora's death was undone. I'd feel like that's nah. But, come but on, she, you've mean, undone everything like, there. That's, that's the confused because I think she's contracted to be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film. Could be a flashback. Could be a flashback. Could Hopefully be anything. It's a flashback. Well, they, I mean, the very. I mean, did you you stayed obviously for the end credit sequence? Yes, it was great because there was someone beside me who obviously wasn't a Marvel fan and didn't know anything about what's happening or anything, but has obviously seen enough Marvel movies to know I've got to stay for the end credits because the end credit happens and and Samuel L. Jackson dies and drops his his pager, which seems to be a nineteen eighties pager with like nineteen seventies. But that makes sense. Eighties graphics with color graphics. He drops his pager and up comes the Captain Marvel logo on it, and this girl just stood up and went. Waited that long for fucking this? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> Left. I mean, the pager makes sense in that the the, the Captain... pager makes sense if you know Captain Marvel's the next movie and it's a flashback tale. Uh, well, it's set in the, it's set in the night. I mean, I love I love the structure of this in that basically Captain Marvel is going to come come in and save the day yeah. in this. Where where she has been the past ten years, yeah. we do not know, but we're assuming probably not on Earth. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, she is a pager, and that's how you contact her. And, she, and <laughs> the pager is from the nineties. You know? yeah. So I, I thought that was a great little detail, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, I got terribly excited at that moment. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was good. I mean, yeah, it, it did feel like fuck. That was just. I think the end, and it's really weird because there's so many brilliant things that happen in it, but it, they happen at such a pace that you can't really stop it. And I like when the yeah, Guardians I, of the Galaxy I think it's definitely going to benefit from at least one rewatch, and I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to go and see it again tomorrow. Yeah. My son's, uh, all his mates were going in the next day yeah. into school. He says, Daddy, they're all going, everyone's going, but I've already seen it. So <laughs> I, and I can tell him, if anyone annoys me today, I can just tell him I'll spoil Guardians of the Galaxy, or I'll spoil the Avengers for you. <laughs> I go, that's it. You can't really do that. He says, I, I says, did you have to spoil it for anyone he says well i told one person that somebody died in it but they didn't believe me anyway so it doesn't matter god he's like mephisto (laughs) he really is he is going to grow i i just have to make sure my worry is that like if something terrible were to happen to me and annette nathan will not turn into batman he will turn into some other more horrible he'll turn into the joker that's my that's my biggest concern uh so we've got to stay we've got to stay alive and stay fine 
Um, I don't think what else was worth talking about in the film. That was, no, that's uh, the that was problem with it. It's like, if we have a conversation about it, you want to talk about that ending, but also, what else is it? Like, it, it blows away your memories of almost everything else in it. You come out with such a strong impression of that end bit that you're left going, what else happened in that film? I mean, I thought it was interesting that the only that the main chunk of characters left at the end are the original. Yeah. Yeah. Which... I don't think all of them are safe. No, no I, 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 my my prediction is that uh, Tony Stark and Captain America will both die. In the what was going on yeah. with the Hulk? Do you think? What was go- I mean, a lot of the decisions made were are. It feels like now there's a lot of character decisions being made because they're going to line up movies for later on. They're they're putting putting dominoes in place. So, what was going on with the Hulk? I was trying to figure out: is this anything to do with? Um, the universal deal where they can't have the Hulk in, in but but he can't have his own. He film. can't have his own film. He can be he can appear in other people's films. Yeah, but he well, can't he's have appeared his own in plenty of other yeah Avengers and and thing. So I decided it wasn't that. Yeah, but there must be. I, I mean, I was absolutely waiting for a moment where the Hulk busted jumps out of the Hulkbuster yeah. suit. I thought that was just a, a moment a given, that yeah. they were building up to where yeah. this, just, this giant creature just bursts out. Yeah. Um, and when it didn't happen... But the, the Hulk kinda... and the Vision, their problem... I mean, like this is a problem that happens in the comics all the time where you have your superpower and your superhero and your superpower is X and the villain defeats them because the superpower X isn't quite powerful enough and then they, they are defeated and they have to come back and defeat the villain. The only way they can do that is by overcoming something and then they're even more X plus one and that happens for so many years that eventually it's X plus nine million, you know, so their power is now overpowered. And the vision already seems like the most powerful entity in in the Avengers universe, so get rid of him nice and yeah. early. I mean, un- unless the Hulk the Hulk entity realizes that his strength isn't what's what isn't what's needed and banner is what's needed. But do you know what I was ho- waiting on what I actually thought might happen but didn't was that the uh, a Hulk would break out of that, but not the Hulk. But not the Hulk. Yeah, so I was expecting a grey Hulk, but the smart grey Hulk. Well, that's actually probably that's probably right. That's probably what's heading the direction. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be like the the ultra smart Hulk yeah. will come out, or the the the, the amalgamation of. There could, of there could of them. be there could be Banner needs to go away and figure because out how to get the Hulk. Because it does seem he, he, he does seem to be having a dialogue with Hulk yeah. now, which yeah. he, which wasn't what was happening before. Um, Susie pointed out that maybe it's the Hulk trying to spare Banner. Yeah. Because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, you know, he says that he can't turn him back into the Hulk because he'll never turn back again. Oh, okay. Um. So. You know, after he after he's the Hulk at the end of Thor Ragnarok and turns back into Banner, yeah, maybe the Hulk also realizes that he you know he doesn't he isn't he won't be able to change back mm-hmm. again. I can't remember was the Hulk in it at all? No, he wasn't. Not at the start. No. He, at the very start, he has a fight with Thanos. He's and, a, and, and he then, was defeated, wasn't and he? And then Heimdall uses the Bifrost to send him. Oh, to yeah, yeah, Earth. yeah. I don't understand why Heimdall just didn't send the fucking three of them back in the, in the Bifrost. Thor, Loki, and the Hulk all sitting right beside each other, and he just warps the Hulk back, and leaves the other two. Yeah, I kind of was wondering that too. I mean, I I thought originally when he when he uh, summoned it, I thought he was sending them. Yeah, all. yeah, and, and then, then the Hulk arrives, and like, oh, okay, and then. But I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, they had to have Loki killed. They had to have Loki killed. They had to have Thor in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, it's just story things. But it's like, what did you think of Thor getting an eye? Do you think that was just like we can't have our, get, like, our very attractive young man with an eye patch on? <laughs> we have I mean, I thought that. he looked like cool that. with the I eye like patch. That. I, I like thought it was a, it was a funny, it, like they handled it well. It was a nice, funny moment. I like but that they built they built 
they've built that rocket raccoon thing up of of the someone wrote, wrote in the first story. Let's have him steal this guy's leg just yeah. for a laugh. That'll be funny. But now it's a thing. Now, now yeah. it's become yeah. a thing. But now they're going to have to CG his eye in every I know, fucking so he, shot, he and says, that just sounds like a pain in the ass. He says to the Winter Soldier, "I'll have that arm later." Do you yeah, know? that was a funny bit too. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, will he even be in it? They'll just CGI all of them. What did you think of the dwarf of of, um, of Peter Nicholas? Yeah, yeah, that Peter was great. Nicholas. The fact that he was enormous. I mean, I buy him as whatever he wants to do. I will buy him as that. Say, like, if you make an action figure just, of him, I'll just, buy it. Just, yeah. just no, just stop with the English accent. It's just not very good. It always fa- sounds fake and forced. Maybe it's this notion that dwarves are some sort of like English folklore thing, and they and he has to <laughs> could be. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he likes to do the English accent. Maybe he loves it. I, I did really know. enjoy that whole sequence at what is it, Nivaldemir or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I really liked all of that stuff. Yeah, um, and really enjoyed the bit where, you know, where Groot you know, supplies the handle. Yeah, uh, where yeah, Groot finally puts his video game down and realizes oh, I've got to do something here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I quite like that line about uh, you, you. You understand Groot, and he says, "Yeah, it was an elective." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a stupid joke, but yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of the guy. Yeah, there's a lot of the guys in it that are written from a comedy writer's. This is a funny joke, you yeah. know. And they're well, they're not. They, this is a natural part of the character. No, it's just a funny joke. They, apparently, they had the directors of each of the individual films I punch up the lines. There's... So Tiago Watiti did okay. Thor did up for Thor, punch yeah. up with Thor and the characters from that, and the same with uh, James Gunn on Guardians yeah, he of the Galaxy. The song for them, appearing yeah. in, which I mean that makes sense right. because you know, the, the directors that have the most affinity for those characters, yeah, you know, they kind of. This one of the things I've voices. always I've always felt was a problem with with um, movie, you know, d- taking the comic universe and transposing it to to film is that one of the things you instantly lose out on is the distinct voices of artists. You know, you can't have a Kirby esque. Fantastic Four, and you can't have you know um, a John Johnny Romita Junior uh, Spider Man, but yep. they, because you know they 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 are an entire vision of that. But I mean, I like that they've got directors that have a distinct voice, if nothing else, yeah. you know. And, and uh, like Ragnarok is the one that I think is the most kind of distinctly its own little thing, although it leans heavily on on Kirby esque stuff. Yeah, it really does. But I, I can't, but you know, they've they've what they've done with this film is kind of color everything that goes before as well so now mm. if you watch Thor Ragnarok that's not a happy ending yeah. because you're aware that within sort of 30 minutes of the end of the episode <laughs> they're, all, they're dead. all dead yeah well I mean that, that's, a, that's the thing it, it, so when I you know um, when I was younger I was drawing comic, comic characters where did Valkyrie go? Yeah, she just disappeared. And Korg? Yeah, and Ant-Man, I mean, there was passing lines about some of the characters. About Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Ant-Man and Hawkeye, I don't know what they're doing, they're off running around. Um, Ant-Man's off being in his own film. Yeah, but what I was going to say is is that one of the things, um, there was for a while on Twitter, there were a lot of artists talking about, we should stop drawing creator company-owned characters, because yes, that's what fans want, but also, you know, we're feeding the, you know, strictly speaking, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Yeah. If you if you're doing these things, or somebody else's trademark, but also it, you know, it's it's really you're servicing their material. You're yes. not servicing your own thing. But the problem with that is that, um, I mean, if you draw Captain America in a situation, the weight 
of you know 70 years of publishing of Captain America comes with that drawing. It's free. It's all there free. You draw something with that character and it's all there. It has all that weight with it. And similarly with Wolverine and, and Dread, it's got, you know, no matter what kind of drawing you do, even if it's a very simple one, it's got all that weight and pathos all in there. If you draw your own character, I mean, even Hellboy, when Hellboy started, if, you know, if I Mainola mean, drew, drew Hellboy or drew Hellboy and the first Hellboy he drew is kind of this goofy looking monster thing. And it was like, there's no weight there. It's just another goofy looking monster thing. Now, Hellboy has a weight so a character draws Hellboy and there's that 20 years of material already sort of essentially ready and inside there that anyone looking at it feels that sort of weight um, the Marvel movies have been like that they have up until you know there's 10 years of Marvel movies those first movies that come out are, are still feel a bit when they came out flimsy character you've got to explain who they are they don't have history and weight but now they do and now you can do something like that now you can it can color everything that's gone previously yeah, and I, everything afterwards i felt that particularly about doctor strange yeah where i i struggled with the doctor strange film because i kind of felt like they spent so much time trying to get to what makes doctor strange so fantastic mm-hmm. that there wasn't an awful lot of that in it, but yeah. in this film, they don't bother with any explanation. He just is amazing. Yeah, he is what he is. Yeah, and, and they they really channeled the powers in a really interesting way. Yeah. and lots of really interesting visuals attached to that. Yeah. Because they don't and you have, don't need to go. They this, don't have to he does it. magic. He does magic. That's everything what he's doing. this guy does is fucking and that bonkers. Com- that comes yeah. back to some of the jokes they, for people that missed it. Oh, I love that bit where Stark. Strange kind of opens his arms up and there's like twenty different arms behind him. Yeah, and then I, I wish it strangers. wasn't. T- yeah. it, it didn't turn into a, basically. There's twenty versions of me now, and you don't know which one it is because that's like such a trope of sci-fi and things. But I, I love the visual of him with twenty different arms, like Vishnu or something, yes. and, and and doing some weird with each of them. That that's kind of cool. Uh. Yeah, well, Stark keeps making the joke about the magicians. Who's this guy? Oh, he came to steal the magician's necklace. Yes. And he yeah. keeps making that joke. So he's just compounding the fact if you haven't seen it, this guy's a magician. Yeah. That's what he. This is what he does. At yeah. this point, though, who's going to see these films who haven't seen? Well, um, this is interesting because my my brother's uh, my brother was around last night babysitting with his girlfriend, and he was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was saying she's never seen any of the Marvel movies, and he's trying to convince her to go see Avengers. And it's like she's going, "Well, I don't know if I'll get." It. I says, you, "You'll probably enjoy it." The only thing is that. Whereas most of the Marvel movies explain the origin of the character and they never introduce more than one or two fantastic elements. It's always, you know, Captain America is Captain America and, and uh, Red Skull. We should talk about that. Um, Red Skull. Uh, and then, but they have a similar origin and then, uh, Ant-Man is one man and you get a little explanation about the other villain who's got a similar origin. And so, uh, and and you know Iron Man is Iron Man and his villain who's got a similar and that that's the way they've they've built him and now it's like no you've just got to have to fucking accept that there's a guy who does magic that's yeah that's just all there is to it you have to accept that that's the way it is you have to accept there's a kid who's got spider like powers because that's what you're getting well it doesn't mean they haven't shown they haven't bothered with an origin story for Spider Man this Ever time around yeah they just said it's a whole thing yeah. which is kind of. A great nod to the audience and going, you all know how this happened. Yeah, there's we been, do not need to explain it. There's one of the books and two films yeah. already. Isn't if, it Banner that is sort of walking around, there's there's an ant, there's a Spider-Man and, and an ant-man. Ant-Man. Yeah. It's like, what? What's going on? Yeah, that's funny because it's like, I have been out of the movies for three or four movies and now I'm back and what, what's happened? What, there's so many of us now. I mean, if anything, uh, the, the thing I would have liked to have seen more would have been more character stuff. I would love to have seen just a scene with uh, Hulk and uh, Black Widow on their own. Yeah. For 
just Hope, give yeah, me 30 yeah. seconds. It was funny right at, right at the start where, where um, Captain America turns up with, with uh, Black Widow and, and thing. And, and you're watching Vision and the Scarlet Witch who've got superpower, actual superpowers, yeah. fight some villains and they are losing badly. And then three humans turn up and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And I was, I'm sitting there watching the thing going, is this an allegory about white power? Because it, it feels like it might be. <laughs> it feels like it's kind of saying, hey, look, we're white people and we're going to rescue everyone. It's like, not white. That seems, what? I know, but it's an allegory. <laughs> it just—it felt really weird that hey, but Vision, but Vision and Scarlet West are both white. I know, I know. Okay, it's not an allegory that scans well. <laughs> yeah, but, but by thinking about it, if I overthink yeah. it, yeah, yeah. O- but overthinking, you, overthinking it was that overthinking it by underthinking it. <laughs> um, I, I guess what you're saying is that the Russians and technology can't get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they have to bring in some Americans. Yeah, it just it just seemed it's like oh, yeah. why, the, why the, the Scarlet Superpower... Witch just ditched the Russian accent? Yeah, yeah, she's just basically yeah, I think a, she'd American said. with a I forgot Russian about name. That. Yeah, I yeah, forgot she that had she an was accent. American. In I would have one. called it a Russian accent. Yeah, because um, she definitely had a Russian accent. That was in, quite a touch. I mean, that feels like uh, a whole Avengers. other movie. That bit in Scotland was going on there. Like well, that's a whole weird other to film. Think the Scottish film board were like, come here, do something here. <laughs> And everyone in Belfast going, those fucking bastards in ice cream, we could have had this. Those <laughs> bastards, we could have had that bit. Nah. Vision, he's hiding out in Wellington Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, Red Skull turns up when you make it that. That was kind of a cool little cameo. That Pointless, was a nice, but nice cool. cameo. I enjoyed that as a sort of tying up a loose end. Yeah, yeah what happened was, what happened Where to did him. he go? Yeah. yeah. But also not played or voiced by Hugo Weaving. Was mm. it not? Was it just someone doing an impression? Yeah, it was a guy. I I, I only know because I thought it was as well. I thought because it sounded just like him. But I read an article uh, yesterday that I can't remember the guy's name now. But a guy who is kind of known for being able to do impressions and considerably cheaper. Uh, yeah, well, Hugo even didn't want to do it. He said after he did the first one that he hated the prosthetic That's process right, yeah, he and he, he would never do it again. Mm. Um, I couldn't figure out if it was, was it prosthetic if, if, if or was it, was it CGI? CGI? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it. I don't know if it was prosthetic or CGI. It seemed like the sort of thing would be a lot easier to do with CG now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so it's not Hugo Weaving, which um, is a little disappointing, but. Yeah, I didn't care. Nah. I wasn't, I thought I'd be more annoyed about Thanos stitching the helmet, but I wasn't. I thought, yeah. I thought I'd be miffed, because he looks just like weirdly, like a bald bloke. I don't know why I think Thanos needs a helmet when he's like a part of a god, but at the same time, the helmet looks just as part of the visual, it just looked cool. But when you see it in the photos, it's like, where's that helmet? Why is he not wearing a helmet? But he took it, I mean, he was wearing it and then took it off and was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah, I mean, I think Marvel are getting stronger on their villains. I mean, I yeah. think Killmonger was an excellent villain for Black Panther. Yeah. I think he was the first really good villain that they yeah. had, apart from Loki. Again, I mean, Killmonger, because, and again, Nathan goes, Killmonger's motivations weren't selfish. I mean, he, he was sort of selfish. They he were, was a they selfish were understandable. Dude. Understand, relatable, maybe, but. But, but I, still haven't seen, I have still haven't seen Black Panther. I'm going to yeah, go see it it's tomorrow. It's really good. Yeah, really I'm going to see it tomorrow. Because all the stuff in Wakanda in Avengers was just great. Yeah. Like, it looked beautiful. The characters seemed great. And he, and he all all those characters are, are really great, and yeah. like they're all Shuri as 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 sister was a real kind of yeah. I found myself character. really worried about her in the scene where they come into a uh, you know where the, when Thanos' forces invade the medical bay. Yeah, and I was like, hang on a sec. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't. do not hurt Shuri because <laughs> I really like that character. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, yeah, but villain villain wise, I mean, Thanos also has a a motive and. A direction he's going in, which while it's it's clearly the ravings of a madman. Yeah. Is it though? Is it? Is well, it? Nathan would tell you it's not. <laughs> yeah. But but it has 
you know, he has a logic behind it. Yeah, yeah. and I and, and I, it's, I it's am, not. I want to conquer I, the galaxy. I, did point yeah. out, I said to Nathan, look, if Thanos, like he's good, Nathan's not. Uh, uh, Thanos isn't selfish. I'm going, yeah, no, it's not. No, he's, he's not selfish. He just thinks there's too much of too many people wipe half of them out. I'm going, yeah, it's not. I mean, I can see that you're saying it's not selfish. I can sort of agree, but if he has that infinity gauntlet, he can do anything. Why doesn't he just double the available space, <laughs> which would have the same. <laughs> Double the food. Size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make everything more. <laughs> just yeah. Make all the people half the size and I all mean, the food we're talking twice about as big. Infinity here. Just double it. Just to have twice that. I mean, Thanos' origin in this is that he's a philosopher. Mm. And he, you know, he's been ignored by people on his planet. You know, a bit of a bit of a Superman kind of throwback. Okay, I didn't. I didn't get any of his his origin yeah. story at well, all. He's, he's. I don't know why I didn't. You know, but he, I, he I just was didn't. telling the, his people that he is. He has a solution, which yeah. is to wipe half people out. And they yeah. think, well, that's that's. He's a madman. Yeah. And the, his whole goal is to basically act out his his uh, you know his economic policy. Yeah. <laughs> on the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, they didn't listen to him, and his planet was destroyed. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the film, you're right. He's sitting there, like he feels like he's done a good job, yeah. and he has sacrificed stuff for that. Yeah, you know. Now we might, we, you know, we're, we're watching that, and we might think, well, he hasn't sacrificed much. But I mean, he genuinely does seem to love Gamora. Yeah, and it really hurts him to, to basically throw her to her death. Yeah. Um, that was also good. That the whole sequence was really, and I actually felt the emotional heft of that from from the CGI Thanos. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was like, oh, Gamora hasn't realized. She, yeah. she has no idea. He knows what he's about to do. Everyone really else does. Like, going, you don't love anything. He's going, oh no, he does. He loves you. He loves you. Yeah. Don't turn around. I mean, that, that was you know one of those occasions where you get to see a, a CGI creature really acting as mm. well. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, normally you need an Andy Circus behind that to kind of <laughs> yeah. really yeah. sell things. But yeah, I guess, yeah, actually, that's a good the, point. The, look that's in his the face. only other time that you've kind of seen that is in the Planet of the Apes movies. Or which, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or, Lord, yeah, or which the, the Apes movies are kind of probably to a more. Because Gollum is essentially a human-esque character. He yeah. was and has just been ravaged by age and, um, and whatever. But the circus has made animals yes, like into kind of believable and empathetic Start with King Kong and then doing Planet of the Apes. Yeah. He, he, sell, he can sell emotion. But, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, surely any actor could do that. Well, there's, no, there's, I mean, there's, a, good a, reason, there's a reason they only go to Andy Circus, and it's not just because he can move like a monkey. I, th- that's I, th- not, that's... I think the reason is because he's done a couple, and everyone goes, let's just get him, he's cheap. No, I, he, I guarantee that he's not cheap. He's, an, uh, oh, he's yeah, won yeah, an yeah, Oscar. Right. Yeah. Or at least Oscar nominated. I think he's Oscar nominated. Yeah, he's but not cheap. It's, I think it's definitely a thing where it's really hard for... Um, yeah, I'll turn on the light and sound. <laughs> uh, I think it's really hard for a lot of actors to act with nothing coming yeah. back yeah. at them. And, you know, he's kind of perfected that. And I think yeah. Josh Brolin did a really good job of doing the same thing, basically acting in a vacuum. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think vacuum he's... Vacuum act him. I don't think he's uh, he's going to get an awful lot of credit for it, but I think he did a fantastic job. I hope they don't bring Gamora back. I didn't realise she was on for another th- like third Guardians film. I'm kind of... That's what... This kind of whole thing about knowing... Oh, they're contracted for three films, so yeah, that's I was kind of surprised of that whenever whenever he chopped Drax and Mantis into pieces, that he kind of reconstituted them again. I didn't yeah. see the point in that. I, I right, so here's my thinking on on that because I I my head canon automatically goes all oh, right. I know I understand how that works now. Uh, was that without the po- without all of the Infinity Stones, nothing that he does is. Um, permanent, permanent. Oh, yeah. but also equally, it suggests that everything he does is reversible. Okay. Ah. 
No, that's not what I took from it. Well, fuck you. He'd been using the reality stone uh-huh. to touch, to, to, to mess reality. with that, to change with that yeah. that reality. So, And then he changed it back again once he left. Yeah, but he didn't change them. I, know, he, he, I mean, he, it's like he in, in, enacted something that was happening. And, and I mean, whatever way, it's not like I flick the switch and reality changes this way. I flick the switch and reality changes that way. Is it only permanent when he's thinking about it or kind of wishing yeah, so, it? Yeah, so once, once he leaves, they are gone from yeah. his mind so that it turns back again. Yeah, So, but, but when he's got all of the Infinity Stones, then whatever he does is no longer a, a thing that he has to think about yeah. or consider. You know, because uh, it's reality and everything else. It's everything. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of interesting. To, it's stupid that you can have conversations like that. It's ridiculous. We're grown adults. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a good I'm film. I'm just know we have to wait until May. Go and see it again is my recommendation. Yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow. Oh, yeah, go, okay. yeah, I'm going to see Black Panther and uh, Ooh, Avengers God, That's tomorrow. a long day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a long it's day. It's going to take up got... most of my time. Wow. So I, I won't watch it again until it's out to buy. I mean, I, I generally don't go and see things twice in the cinema. Nathan wants to go and say it again, but not not the next He's day. He's going to take notes. <laughs> He's taking notes. So I just have to collect all How these gems. How can I be more like Thanos? Yeah. Although, I mean, I, there's a bit where... This is sometimes stuff happens in a film and you're watching it and you're thinking, a character has to make that decision. And, and that's the way they decide. It's like, it's you know, a character's wearing a certain clothing. You've got to go... Okay, that looks cool. But also, they that, that character woke up in the morning and went, "What am I? What am I wearing today? I'll wear this shirt." You know, so we got a, like a close up of Thanos's head, and you could see you could see he shaves his hair, <laughs> <laughs> you see stubble on his head, and it's like, oh, so he shave he shaves. That's not he's not bald. He shaves that. It's like Thanos wakes up in the morning and goes, "I'm going to shave oh, my head." I hope head there's now. a flashback where he's got like long flowing locks, like like uh, Kurt Russell in the start of the start of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> I kind of, well, something I was surprised about. Well, I'd, I mean, it's just a it's just a small thing, but when the film starts, he has the Power Stone, mm-hmm. so he's already been to Xandar and destroyed presumably yeah. all of the Nova Corps as well. Yeah. yeah, I assumed at some stage they were going to make a Nova movie. Yeah, so. Will in the next, um, but Nova Nova movie will be easy because it'll it'll be a single Nova agent dying landing on Earth and leaving the helmet with a kid. Boom, done. Well, I was wondering in the next film, Is will, they, will they do a flashback to the events just before the start of this maybe, film? Maybe you know, I mean, just to kind of but yeah. Where, I mean, where do where do the events of all the next event, uh, all the next Marvel movies take place? Well, that's the thing. The only ones that are going to come out before Avengers two are Ant Man and Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel's set in the nineties, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm It'll interested to see what they do with Ant Man. I, 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 I think Ant Man's going to be set before any of this. I think it's it would take, after Civil War. It would and take this. enormous balls, right? It would take enormous balls, and be I doubt they'd ever do it. But can you imagine if Ant Man plays like a normal Ant Man film until about the halfway mark when Thanos kills everyone, and then Ant Man's the only one left? He's going, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, do you know what? <laughs> that, would, that would be interesting. I thought you, you the way you were going to go is just he hears about what's happening with Thanos and goes. Fuck that! No, no, no! I'm not I'm getting, I, I'm not I, getting I mean, involved in that. If, shit. If, if that film takes place within the same time frame yeah. as the as the well, Avengers, now that you've said that I think at the very end of the that, that film that, that, could, happen. that could be yeah. a flashback sequence if, yeah. if there is going to be one. Or not the flashback; the end credit sequence will be that. Oh, yeah. what if the what if the villain in Ant Man, whoever that may be, is just about to kill Ant Man or Wasp and dies, just about, and then just turns to ash and just I, I away. Mean, it would be an unsatisfactory, unsatisfactory <laughs> film but I mean yeah if we It'd want these a, things all to tie together it'd be yeah. great for those people who have not seen Avengers yeah <laughs> and goes what, 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 what happened, happened? 
<laughs> anyway yeah we tried that, to end the show about three times yeah now, so yeah this is it now. for us like, thanks for listening again if you uh, want to talk to us about anything if you want to hear us talk about anything we won't talk about it I'm sure but specifically be, podcast for yeah, if you want to talk about if you want to suggest something I can get annoyed about that's fine um, to, uh, get in touch with the show on our at Sunnyside pod Twitter account isn't that right? Uh, that very slowly. That's but because yes. I was trying to think of the right combination of words. Uh, and then uh, we're also on our website is where you're listening to this from now, probably. But the sunnysideshow.com. Uh, thanks for listening. From me, PJ, bye. Goodbye. And from me, Ron, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our intrepid hero, Ron, swears off modern toys forever. <laughs> <laughs> You were looking at me like right in the eye the whole time, and I was like, Ron's gonna do something. He did, he did do something, and then he did. He belched, and then he did. (laughs) You all curiously sounded like (laughs) Hypnotoad.